Hi, I'm David Pogue. Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your digital home for the RVing lifestyle. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com for additional information about each episode. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Hello, this is Ken, your RV Navigator, once again. Once again what? Once again for the month of September 2020. And here, here we are, mid-COVID virus. Here people thought you were going to crap out on them, but I know. we're back. <laughs> here we are. We have nothing Once. to say, but we're back. <laughs> oh, our lives are just the same as they always have been. Well, not always, as they have been for months. And I fear that is probably the case for you, dear listener, as well. When was the last time you went into a restaurant to have a meal? Well, where we live, we can't. Well, right now, but we were able to until we got the bad news about the virus infections. Very sad. We, we've we been sitting here smugly in <laughs> Illinois, in the oh. Chicago area. By the time we got home, uh, the worst was over as far as where we live. And we well. looked at those little maps with all those little red states on them every day and saw that a lot of you were doing a lot worse than we were. And we were feeling kind of smug about it. But lately... <laughs> We're back to being restricted. They've we, shut down the bars. They've shut down the restaurant, indoor dining at restaurants. No party buses. No party buses. Yes, that's something we haven't done for, <laughs> for years. <laughs> but the real question in my mind is is why? And I haven't seen any explanations about how are being naughtier than we were a few months ago. Where we live, the people we encounter are pretty compliant to the mask yeah, rules so. and, yeah. and distancing. And people are trying to be good, um, obviously. Obviously, there are a lot of people who live around here that we don't see because we're not getting out that much. But it makes you wonder why things are getting worse for us and why things are not getting better for the world. It's ugh. Even other countries that we were kind of feeling jealous of are taking yeah. a nosedive right yeah. along with us. As we come into the month, we are in the process of canceling even more travel plans for the future. Uh, we had some cruises planned. We had travels. And we are in the process of trying to get our deposit it's back and canceling those plans uh, for 2021 who knows if we will be traveling in 2021 it's really impossible right now we have cruises planned to countries who won't let us in <laughs> which is not too surprising but Southeast they won't give Asia. our money back which is kind of surprising so oh. i love yelling at people on the phone so i have, here we go i have plenty of time to do that again the super next bitch week. in action <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for giving us something to do and chatting with you. And we certainly appreciate hearing from you on our Facebook page. You are listening to the RV Navigator podcast for episode 185 for September 2020, as I said. And uh, we're going to try to make it just as interesting and exciting as we possibly can. Because Even though we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> well, we've come up with some decent topics. and If you do say so yourself. <laughs> I, I guess uh, our Facebook page has... Uh, had some interesting comments on it and wow we had a very interesting comment from uh Susie. thank heavens you're still podcasting a podcast the first of the month is always the rv navigator time for us i, I was, was scared, scared to hear you might stop broadcasting since you aren't currently rving so i was thinking of ways to help you fill the time with relevant content 
We have to be relevant. No, 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 no. Maybe you could add listener stories to help fill the time. Interviews are great. So go to the Facebook page and tell us some listener stories. You can or send us an audio. Ooh, this would be cool. Send us an audio file where you talk about the stories from your camping tell life. Tell the story yourself. Yeah, we send can do that us. these days. Ooh, I hadn't thought about doing that. That mm-hmm. would be not exactly an interview, but you could send us uh, any type of audio file, really. And some voices besides you and me. <laughs> To, Are they tired of hearing from and us? And to clarify, Susie, we really were never thinking about no, not continuing the podcast. We were more thinking about, <laughs> I hope we still have stuff to talk about in future podcasts. No, I was worried about, does anybody want to listen to well, us, Drew? There's that, too. Oh, well. And there was certainly a period of time where I was wondering whether I would ever be healthy enough to go RVing again. Yes. But that answer has been in the affirmative. Yes, we did do a little bit of camping this month, which we will talk about in uh, a few minutes. After we have, uh, talk about the important topic of podcasts, I think we could talk to podcast listeners about podcasting. I, I joined a group this month uh, about podcasting where I get a daily newsletter of the podcasting world. And it's been very interesting because although we, as you well know, are unsponsored, we are self-supported, we don't ask our listeners for anything, we don't have any sponsors. We have no marketing skills whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) And we just rely on your good nature to to listen to the podcast. I don't really care. We're glad you're out there. But the podcasting world is changing and there's a difference between free podcasts, open and closed podcasts. Did you know that? No, I didn't. So what's the difference? What is ours? Which one is ours? Free. Free. Um, Free podcasts are those that you can listen to with any software that you care to listen to. We, of course, listen with uh, iTunes or the podcast software in the Apple ecosystem. But you don't have to. But you don't have to. You can listen with Overcast or whatever podcast, whatever software you care to listen to. They're freely available, and you can download them uh, on demand. And you said you put us on Spotify? Oh, yes. I've been busy, busy, busy. Was that hard to do? Um, No, not really. Did they have to approve us? Yes. (laughs) And we're on Google, as well as uh, several other platforms. I got a little link about how to put them on put us on all the platforms. Well, well, if you have nothing else to do, you can do that. But the Apple platform constitutes about 70% of the Uh But this is a changing world very quickly. Well, that's what what I'm really learning. This is actually becoming big business with all the ads. At this time of the coronavirus, there seems to be really a big interest in what's going on in the podcast world. And Spotify, for instance, is doing something very interesting. They're making closed podcasts. Prior to this, you could listen to any podcast with any software. They were all free for downloading. You had to listen to ads. Those were built into the podcast. But in terms of how you listen to them, it was pretty much up to you. Now, if you have some of the podcasts on Spotify, like the Michelle Obama podcast, you cannot listen to them on other platforms. You have to use Spotify, which I don't use. Do any of them charge money besides commercials? Oh, yeah. Like who? Spotify. No. Oh, you have to become a member of you Spotify. Have to be- and if you want a commercial-free version, you have to pay a fee, as my understanding. But you do- can listen to the RV Navigator on Spotify. But it doesn't... Commercial- oh, that'll be interesting. I wonder if they add commercials to our podcast if you have the free version. Oh, I wouldn't like that. And I'm not getting any money from that. No, they are. Hmm, very interesting. We'll have to do a little bit more research. Uh But if you want to listen to some of their Spotify-only podcasts, then you have to have Spotify. 
And I think there are other companies doing this. There's a big change going on with Google, which we'll probably talk about next month because it's in process right now. Google Music is going away, and they're changing their structure. And now, who Spotify knows? is music too, right? Not it started podcast. out as a music platform. So it's kind of a consolidator of media. They were well, I, yeah. I guess they're going big time What's in that direction. Charge, what do they charge to join for a month? To I don't subscribe? Know. I'm not a member. <laughs> uh, so well, I, I'm always in fear of missing out. FOMO. We'll have to ask our listeners to tell us, and we'll have to get back to you. Your excellent questions. Well, most of our <laughs> listeners, I have the feeling, are as cheap as we are. But maybe somebody out there has been paying Spotify. To subscribe. Well, well must, yes, if you want commercial-free right, music. Right. And I assume now, if you want commercial-free podcasts, you have right, to. Right. And if you want these podcasts that they own, then you're going to have to. I also have a list of the, of the top podcasts downloads. Do you listen to these? Not most of them. The first one this is... This American Life used to be number one for years and years on, on yeah. iTunes. The Daily from the New York Times is yeah. number one. My sister listens to I'm that. putting this... Of course, as everybody knows, uh, there is a web page to go with this podcast, with this episode of the podcast, number 185. And if you go to that web page, you'll see the listing of the top 20 podcast. Oh. What? We're not on it? We're not on it! <laughs> Well, you, you're putting the list up. You could add us at some... Oh, I think this is a pre-done. This is a little graphic. Well, you could, you're a clever person on the computer. You could oh, okay. add us to the list. The top 20 podcasts are listed here, and I don't think I listen to any of them. This American Life, you do. Is This American Life? Oh, yeah, it's number, it's seven. number seven, yeah. Yeah. Serial. So, yeah. I listen to yeah, that Yeah, I listen to Serial. TED Radio Talks. I, I listen, listen to, to those. those. The CNN News Briefing, NPR. It's surprising how NPR is really is really dominating this list. Well, they produce so much. Yeah, I guess so. So stuff. much content, and it's all available as a podcast. And I do listen to several podcasts from them. The other thing that's changed, which I think might actually be impacting our listenership, is that some people now stream their podcasts rather than downloading. I've never even thought about doing that. Don't some of our friends do that? I don't know. I think so. I wonder how that impacts the my download statistics. Oh, whether we count them or not? Yeah. Uh, the only thing I know is it tells me how many downloads I have every month. But if you don't download it, but it's if, not in there. But are you streaming it? Are you downloading it? We are in a quandary, ladies and gentlemen. The world Another is changing project around. for next month. Give you something else to do. <laughs> the world is changing around us, and we don't even know how to handle it. Last month, we had almost 6,000 downloads. Which is down from... Well, high. We get, we've gotten 10 and 12 and 14 and 15 that was while and 40. We, when we were briefly TV stars, we had more well, no, we, no, we got in, in the 10,000 range many months, yeah. but uh, maybe that's because people are now streaming it. Uh, mm, very interesting. And I would think we get more downloads when we do more interesting things like Alaska. Or well, maybe some of our listeners will tell us how they listen to this. Yeah, it'd be nice. And, of know. course, everybody understands streaming means you just click on the link and it just streams it. It doesn't bring it into your computer. Whereas you downloading it. Wi-Fi connection to do that. Yeah, you have to be online continuously. And with downloading, you spend a couple minutes and you download it, and then you can listen to it on demand at your leisure. All right. Well, we had several comments about Martha's surgery. Hmm. <laughs> As you know, in June, at 12 weeks ago yesterday, we had, we, 
I had, had surgery. rotator cuff surgery, surgery, which I have learned means many different things. The shoulder is a complex organism and has a lot of moving parts. Just like your RV, various things can break. So depending on what you have done in there, it can be a more or less painful procedure. And looking back on it, I think I was in denial when the doctor told me how long my recovery would yeah. take. Because well, I had um, Achilles tendon foot surgery, ankle surgery, not all that long ago, and I kind of had a feel that it would be similar to that in terms of the process. And in a general sense of the word, it is, because you have the surgery, and then you take the stitches out, then you go to physical therapy, and then you feel better. But boy, has this been a long slog for me. Twelve weeks I haven't been in my own bed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thrash around. Thrash around. I get up every few hours and put on more horse linen. And, and part of your problem is, is that you have pain in both shoulders and only had surgery on one. Right. So it's hard for you to sleep on either side. It would be best if you could sleep on the non-injured side. And happily. Give the, happily. And, not let, and give the, the surgery shoulder a rest, but you can't do that. Because I'm in so much pain, it wakes me up all the time. And numerous people, both near and dear to me, have suggested that I investigate CBD. Oil. Even though I'm a member of the tune in and smoke pot and make love generation, whatever that saying was, we never were were participants in that. And I know that uh, marijuana products are much more more socially and legally acceptable these days, but they're not very well regulated. And when I'm going to ingest something, I would like to know that somebody has examined it closely. And have a little medical advice. Yeah, yeah. so I I pursued this with great reluctance, but out of desperation, I finally um, ordered some CBD oil that comes in in a little eyedropper doodad. A friend of a friend who's a physician had found great pain relief for his arthritis joints, which I also suffer from, so I thought, what the hell. On the bad side, I can say that it has done absolutely nothing for my pain, but on the good side, I found myself suddenly going from two hours of sleep in a row to five hours of sleep in a row, which was a blessing indeed. And as I was thrashing around with all these sleep issues, my beloved husband found a great app for me, because you know, when you don't sleep well and you wake up a million times during the night and you're kind of logy, you wonder if you're perception is reality. So it was very nice to have um, a sleep app uh, that combines the data from my watch, my Apple Watch, with the app that's on my phone next to me and gives me a very complete uh, report every night of how I did. Um, So I've become very self-absorbed about my sleep. (laughs) Every morning we spend hours talking about how our sleep was. Because I'm sick and tired of talking about pain. So do we want it's called auto sleep that's the app that we bought yes and of course the link for it is in our show notes show notes it's available for all the platforms uh, we looked well actually i started this sleep idea because uh, the new apple os this summer has the apple has decided to incorporate sleep monitoring in its watch but that's only my watch Poor Martha was not going to be able to participate. And so I'm the one with all the problems. So I downloaded all the betas, and I've been using the Apple app. But I did not find the Apple app to be as nearly as good as AutoSleep. I looked at one too a while ago that I didn't like very well either. And AutoSleep is really nice. It gives you how long you deep sleep and how long you light sleep and when you're up. And it even checks when you take a nap. 
and documents the sleep you had in your nap as well. So it gives you Boku statistics. So I've learned that I'm a better napper than I am a sleeper. <laughs> and I would say the CBD, just to, to get back, back to, to that, that for just for a moment, I would say that it has improved your mood. Really? Yes. But being able to sleep has also improved my mood. Well, yes, but I think it has improved your... I'm a nicer person. You're not as depressed as you were. Well, it is depressing when you can't sleep. I know. Hard to quantify. I know. Right now, my plan is to use the CBD oil that I have purchased and then give it a break and see where we are. Um, and then you'd be depressed? Well, <laughs> no, by then I'll be much better. I am much better. Because of the CBD oil? No, because I've been doing all this hard work in my therapy. Well, you have been working hard, but I'm, I think the things... I'm you... almost done with my range of motion <laughs> exercises, and now I'm working on strengthening all my muscles. I watch her do these exercises, and they're like the simplest exercises in the world. Let's raise your arms to horizontal position. Very difficult. <laughs> and I don't think of them as exercises, but... And let's lift a one-pound weight. <laughs> Very difficult. So if you're not going to physical therapy, you don't think of these as exercise. But if you do, then this is monumental. And, well, and I have definitely, there's no question that I have seen big improvement in your range of motion. And the end result here is that I have reclaimed my cooking job, <gasps> which was the last thing that you were still having to do for me, haven't I? Well, you're on I'm your way. I'm not the one in the better mood. You're the one in the better mood. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> So, the menu has improved dramatically. So still, the last time I went to the surgeon, he tells me I need physical therapy until December, which once again put me into denial. There's no way I'm going to need that long. So we'll see. Um, and quite frankly, during these COVID times, it's something to do every day. Right. If we didn't have to go to physical therapy, what would you do? We have had a pretty good time dining out in. Yeah. The restaurants have really stepped up and done a they nice job. To, Yesterday we survive. ate at Chili's and they have a two for 25 dinner and it's decent. And 25 bucks, you go pick it up. You know, <laughs> you order it online. You don't, you were back before I even knew it. I know. It's pretty amazing. And we have quite a few restaurants around here that are doing, and I'm sure this you is nothing. Too. Yeah. Unless you're in the boonies, it's pretty commonly available. But if you haven't given dinners on the fly a try, do it. We have a, a local catering business that's keeping themselves in business by doing catering of box dinners twice a week, which is another nice thing. We try to help these local businesses out by <laughs> eating their food. <laughs> we were trying to help the substitute chef from going oh, into... Oh, you mean it's self-serving? Going into meltdown. <laughs> what? I have to cook again today? <laughs> Is it that transparent? It is. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we did get a chance to go camping this month. It was wonderful. Every summer, basically, we have gone to the Indiana Dunes State Park, which is about 90 minutes away. And I like to exercise the motorhome uh, in the middle of the summer. We don't often travel much in the summertime. So we have done this uh, little trip four nights to the Indiana Dunes because it's close. And, boy, a very, very nice beach. Yes. And the beach there, the sand is... And a very nice state park. Yeah, a very nice state there park. There is a national park there, which I think is a campground, too. Yeah, but it's But a, we would recommend the state park. The sites were widely spaced and... Every site has 50 amps. And in some cases, it's a little too heavily forested, forested when yes. you were thinking about getting yes. the um, satellite dish aimed. 
Um, and it was nearly full every night. We were only yes. there during the week, just as we Monday had been reading. Thursday. Um, we were probably the biggest rig there. There were a lot of tents and a trailers. A lot of tents of people. Um, and but the weather was perfect. And many people were younger than we are, which these days is not getting that hard to do. But everybody was very um, courteous and we literally stayed, didn't talk to anybody. And stayed widely spaced. When yes. we went to the beach, the only place that was at all crowded was right on the water line. Mm-hmm. So it was a wonderful break from being home doing physical therapy. The weather was in the mid-80s. <laughs> the water temperature was 80. The The beach is long, wide, and sandy. Uh, and fresh water. No, no sharks. No sharks. Yeah. <laughs> Did we- you listen to Shark Week, by the way, or watch Shark Week? Um, I'm afraid I did. And why was that? Because it's the same show over and over again. (laughs) But we like Shark Week. We don't like sharks, though. And I want to say, when we first got to the park, we it was a clear, dry day, low humidity, and we could see the Emerald City of Chicago <sighs> looming in the distance. As I posted on our Facebook page, that was the closest we've been to Chicago yeah, since being able to see it since, well... Since a year, almost a year. And and to give this, the park another plug, like it needs more customers, we know people who have stayed there and taken the train, which you can oh, catch yeah, nearby, yeah. Yeah, it's close into to Chicago. Chicago. Right, right. So it's it's a wonderful choice. And it's right off of I-80 yeah. um, and, mi- and I-94. Five miles. So um, people who are passing through stay there. Um, so it was a wonderful experience. I feel so lucky that we got to Reservations be there. online, which is nice because I made the reservation in May. Long before I even knew that I was well, going to Well, I figured surgery. make the reservation. If we cancel it, we cancel yeah. it. And, uh, yeah. you know, you don't know because you want to get uh, a time when you can have a spot. Because what I want to use, this is kind of a springboard to talk about camping in state and national parks with a large rig. No problem. One of the biggest questions people have when they're buying a rig as a newbie is, how am I going to park in popular places with my rig? If I get a a rig that's more than 28 or 30 feet long, am I going to be able to park it? And people say, oh, no, you're never going to find a a national park or a state park or any place that you can camp with your big rig. And for us, the big rig is important because it provides us with boondocking capabilities. We were there for four nights, we didn't have to go to the wash house once. We didn't have to take on, take water, on water. We didn't, dump and we the lived, gray. and we lived in a very normal way. It is nice that all the sites had 50 amp. The sites are big. Virtually every site is big enough for a 45 foot motorhome, um, and this is not that uncommon. In our experience, you can find places where you won't fit, but yes. it's very easy to also find many places where you will fit. I would say national forest campgrounds are the most likely to be small. Yes. Um, but once you get past those, national parks want everybody to come. And so if they aren't letting you camp comfortably as a big rig right inside the park, as soon as you go out the gate, there's going to be a campground, commercially run perhaps, that you can fit in. And you will be a lot more comfortable if you have some sort of hookups. Let's face it, running the generator or uh, if you're in the trees, the solar doesn't work anyway. So having solar is not all that of a, much of a benefit. But having a big rig that has lots of water or lots of electric capacity and has all the, the comforts of home is a big plus. If you're a newbie looking for a new rig, don't be scared by a size. 
driving it is another story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These 45-foot toy haulers, you wonder, three-axle, you wonder how they're going to get in. Some places they do, yes. And that they're the biggest, the biggest problem because your truck and your motor and your trailer are so much longer than we are. Uh, when we take off our car, we are 45 feet. Yeah. When, but we don't bend in the middle. Yeah, we don't have to because if you have a 45-foot trailer, you have that, and you always have to have the a truck attached. big truck. You always have to. And I don't think the site we were in, you could have gotten a fifth wheel, a big fifth wheel in there without asking the neighbors to move their vehicles. Mm-hmm. And you notice I pulled in there and it just was, backed right in without any yeah, trouble. Yeah. So there are advantages to a motorhome, and one is, is that it's <laughs> shorter than a fifth wheel under almost all circumstances. Our 45-foot motorhome, is shorter than a 30-foot fifth wheel with truck. Yes. So that's something definitely to consider as you are uh, deciding what campgrounds to go to. We have been to the national parks. One of the nicest, closest places to camp in the Grand Canyon is Trailer Village, which is within walking distance, walking distance of the South Rim. You can go there and watch the sunset and then walk back to your rig. Zion National Park, we camped in the... In right the, in the middle. Right in the middle. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. We've camped in uh, Yellowstone and Tetons, right in the middle of the, of the park there uh, with our motorhome. Yosemite, we stayed outside. Yeah. Well, you, Yosemite. And Glacier, we stayed. No. Well, gla- we, no, we, we I don't stayed. think we stayed in Glacier, but you're, yeah. you're right outside the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are lots and lots of campgrounds around these national parks and sites, and don't let the size of your rig really just determine uh, where you camp. And that's true for many state parks as well. Now, even though we go to the Indiana State Park, Dune State Park often, and we keep a list of <laughs> good sites for us, uh, somehow we ended up in a site we fit fine, but the satellite dish did not connect the trees we went around had grown since we were there last time so and it just takes one little limb and although i can back up and move forward because our satellite dish is uh, permanently attached to the roof i have to have a, a sight of the sky so I, I had jockey back and forth and i just i don't just couldn't get the satellite so we were cable tv less now many would say but, to you you're camping why are you so worried about tv uh, we like to have our home amenities. <laughs> but we do have our two access points for cellular data, our one from Verizon and our one from AT&T. And, boy. Both work great. This was a great learning experience for us because it was one of the first times that we've really had to rely on streaming. Well, oh. that we could rely on streaming in order happily. to... Happily. in order to... Uh, do uh, our What we normally TV. do. And we had to watch the political conventions right so that was a, a critical factor although we got over the air tv so ota tv is with the antenna uh, over the air which means you just pick up the local channels but you can't record them so streaming allowed us to and you need a decent connection for streaming uh streaming allowed us to watch all sorts of other stuff so we now get hbo now and we get uh, apple tv and we get uh, showtime and direct tv one of the things that i was really surprising to me was is that we have in florida we have <laughs> cable tv through spectrum through our campground through our campground we get it free it's included well, it's part of the dues. so we have an account with them and we also at home have xfinity and if you have their apps, you get the channels that they generally provide. 
to their residents. So we can watch the Florida local news through the Spectrum app, streaming. And when we're in Florida, we can watch the Chicago news. Right, which is also very cool. So uh, what kind of apps do you have to do to get good streaming? And we're learning a lot about this process right now, now that we have the amount, enough data to make it and viable. And I think it's still changing, too. Oh. You think you've got it mastered and they come up with something else. <sighs> Isn't that the case? If you're in the trees, and of course somebody says to me, well, why don't you buy a portable satellite dish? We d- we've been there and we've done that. And why don't we like it? It was very problematic to set up. Well, but they make new ones that are, you just set it on the ground and it automatically finds, finds the itself. Uh-huh. But the big problem with those is, is that it's, it's a very small dish. And that's the problem with the domed dish on the top of your RV, is that the dish inside the dome is only 12 inches across. So its capability to pull in the satellites is limited, and it can only do one satellite at a time. And for us to have have high definition, we have to have three satellites that are tuned in simultaneously. So most of the time, with the dishes that are a small dish that's in a dome that you that's portable, is just for standard definition. One of the DirecTV satellites just does standard definition. It does all the channels. It duplicates all the the high-definition channels on standard definition. So you get old, <laughs> fuzzy TV. It's amazing we were able to put up with that TV for as long as we were. Well, we didn't but know better. There's a huge difference between them, but the programming is the same. And so that if you're not too critical and you don't mind having a fuzzy-looking picture... I don't mean that it has noise, that it is just plain fuzzy as old TV was, then you can get by with the standard definition satellite. But we like to have high def. But we also found time to go outside and have nice campfires (gasps) and have s'mores and and remind ourselves that we were camping. And there's nothing like a real campfire. I like fire, fire without propane and that sort of stuff. And these days, I think there are less and less places that let you do that, certainly out west with all the fire danger that they have been suffering with. Uh, Fires are just out of the question. So somebody wrote you an email. I really enjoy your monthly podcasts. I'm seriously thinking of buying a Vegas 24 RV for the wife and I to tour the country in prior to deciding to where we want to retire. I'm 72, but I plan to work until I'm 75. I think that's a Whoa. good age to retire. Um, <laughs> really? God bless you. Uh, before we set out on this adventure, are there any major tips you could give us to help prevent a train wreck down the road? I wasn't quite sure what that meant. Are oh. there any replacement parts that you would recommend I purchase due to their likelihood of breaking? I hope this finds you both safe and healthy. Thank you, Roger and Sook, for writing. And what was your answer? The reason why we're putting this into the podcast, I ordinarily would just type them back a nice uh, reply, but Roger Brumbaugh, his email bounced back to me. Maybe he hasn't emptied his mailbox. Uh, I don't know why. So my so reply, what was your so Roger, I hope you're listening. <laughs> Send me your correct email. My answer, which I typed out, which I'm going to read now, our best tip for travel is to take your time. Is that true? Yes. Is that the best tip? I agree. Okay. We see these RVers with three-week vacations with plans to visit a dozen national parks. Parks where we have spent three weeks in each park just cannot be visited in a couple of days, unless it is a checkoff place that you're just going to 
check it off as someplace you visited. We have settled on a fairly large RV for our travels, as we just explained with no regrets. Traveling with all of your home amenities is essential for us. RVing is just an extension of our home living. Head to Alaska. Head to Alaska. I can't read my own writing. <laughs> That's um, advice number two. Plan to spend six months on the trip. No place like it. Good roads, great scenery, fishing, hunting, everything outdoors. A great COVID destination. But right now you can't do that either because you have to drive through Canada. Yeah, yeah, well, that, I, we're talking about for the future. He's not going to do it this year. And I continue. <laughs> Every RV is going to have its quirks and problems, so no list of spare parts. I do carry filters, fluids, and fan belts, but have never used them. I do carry the usual tapes, glues, screws, and odds and ends in a toolbox, but he can never find them. Uh, but that's just a collection. Do I fix the stuff that breaks? You're very good. That's just a collection of odd stuff I've collected over the years. With Amazon, just to click away, almost everything can be replaced in just a couple of days. Isn't that the truth? Open your hood and neighbors will come around to kibitz and help. That's true, too. Soon the problem will be solved. Find a place to park for January and February. Those two months are not good travel months in any part of the country. The weather is unpredictable in the winter, and rain and cold make for poor conditions of enjoying the RV experience. We hunker down in an enjoyable spot and enjoy the local area on nice days and stay put until early spring. So, Roger, that was Ken's response to Did your Did I do email. a nice job there? Beautiful. <laughs> that's, and that's, I, I, nothing else to say that, that covers it all. We talked about streaming just a few minutes ago, but uh, is streaming popular at home? You bet. And... You've been getting new gizmos. New gizmos, just a click away from Amazon. <laughs> we went to Gigabit Internet. I have nothing to say. <laughs> nothing at all. No, this is. Your Are topic. you happy to have high-speed internet? I am, but I was happy before also. <laughs> So I called Xfinity, our, the supplier of our internet, and... Yelled at him. I yelled at him. Well, the, I'm our, happy about our bill that. had gone up to over $100 a month for... From 60 you said? Well, yeah. And yeah. they said, oh, well, the, the two-year promotion that you were in has Ex expired, so we have jacked up your... Please forgive us for not <laughs> alerting you to this fact. <laughs> Thank you, Xfinity. <laughs> so I said, well, come on, you guys. Uh, put me into another two-year contract. And they said, okay. How fast would you like your speed to be? And I said, well, can I get gigabit internet? And they said, well, sure you can, which was not available before. And if it was, it was uh, super expensive. So I went from 100 gigabit, so 10 times that, to 1,000 megabits. Hmm. What's so that going to do for me? <laughs> <laughs> Because my understanding, you will, of course, correct me when I'm wrong, is that when we are streaming a movie and it burps a little, it's not because of us. It's because of the well, sending company having too much demand put on its transmission of a program. Yes. The faster the Internet you have, the better. And these days, quite frankly, and I feel guilty trying to stream during the day because I think of all those little kitties on there trying to do their homework and communicate with their, with their teacher. and. Oh, what a nightmare that is. So, in the evening when we stream a movie. Well, that's when all the families are streaming. Well, that's okay. I don't mind that, but I don't want to interfere with their studies. Uh, so, the bottom line is, if your internet is too expensive, you need to maybe call your internet provider and see if there's a better deal. So, I got gigabit internet at 
$40 less than I was paying for 100 megabit. And all that I had to do was to buy a new cable modem, a Doxis 3.1 from my old Doxis 3, which cost me about $120. And if you are not owning your own cable modem, please save the 7 or $8 a month that your cable company charges you. It adds up. It, Seven or eight dollars a month, and you paid. You know how you long you paid is, for the modem. You paid for the modem in no time at all. So, uh, it's definitely worth it to uh, to inquire your service and see if they are uh, offering some deals. So, this is a two year contract for one thousand megabit service. And boy, I plugged that modem in, activated it, and saw the chart. You need to get an I heard, app. I heard you cheering in the basement. You need to get an app called Speedtest. And Speedtest is available for all platforms. And so even over Wi-Fi, which we have at home, of course, even over Wi-Fi, I'm getting five and 600 megabits a second. Now, how much do you need to stream? I have an article that I'm putting up here that talks about this. And you don't really need gigabit service unless you do a heck of a... Well, people a lot who of are working from home might. But by the same token, well, the other thing that happened was is that my upload speeds went up by a factor of about four or five. So you can put the podcast up like lightning. Yes, indeed. So the bottom line is that you need to inquire and see if you can get yourself internet, especially if you have a family, because every device needs about 25 megabits. And depending on how many devices you've got going on, you may be saturating a 100 megabit connection. And if it's much less than that, you are probably just saturating it if you have a bunch of computers. And we saturate it with just two people. <laughs> <laughs> She's very data hungry. Oh, yeah. So the article is called, uh, Is Your Internet Fast Enough? And at the same time, I put in a NAS, Network Attached Storage. So we're going to have our own server right here in our house so that we can store all of our pictures. I've been, as I probably talked about a, a while ago, I've yeah, been have. switching to a different uh, photo management, management system. system, thank you, called Lightroom. And switching to Lightroom has taken me a lot of time. Because you have way too many pictures. Because I have, right. Yes, I just uploaded 100,000 pictures the other day. And I'm storing them all on our NAS. And with our new high-speed Internet connection, wherever we are, in I will be in the world. It has my own cloud I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be in the cloud. A cloud in our house. Oh, cool. Very. We're gonna be cloud heavy. When you're home in these COVID times, um, it's fun fun to find interesting things to do that you can do from home. And once you have your new high speed internet, one Ooh. of the things you can do is take a virtual visit to a national park. Oh, uh, we found a very nice website. It surely doesn't have all the national parks, but it has some that you've probably never heard of, and gives you a real good feel for what that park is like. Uh, some of them are the historic parks that are more low profile. You might not have heard of them at all. And um, once you watch these on a virtual tour you can start making your list of places you want to go see in person once it's safe to do so once again we also use the internet connection for a virtual wine tasting. tasting this is very cool because we ordered six bottles of wine they came and delivered them to our house uh, through the mail they were delivered to our house we sat down with some friends and there were the winemakers on, on Zoom, 
They were delivering the from all over the world. All over the yeah, none of the wines were from the United States. They had the winemakers actually giving a little presentation about what is cool with their wine. How they make and it. We had, involved, what it. And we had with FaceTime, we had our friends on another computer that we were watching each other drink wine. Drink wine, and they had the same six bottles of wine, and we uh, sipped the wine together and and tasted all six bottles of wine, and then. At a later date, we finish the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> so, virtual wine tasting. Now, six months ago, would we have ever thought about no, doing these things? No. A virtual visit to a national park or and I give them a virtual kudos wine for thinking tasting? about doing it. This COVID stuff has really brought brought out people's creativity. The ones that are surviving. And me, I've been. Uh, I got a new drone. Why? Because I sold my old one. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be droneless. <laughs> So I, I got myself a new Mavic Air 2, and this is DJI's latest and greatest uh, drone. I was surprised that DJI has drones that are in the $20,000 range. Oh, my. This one is a consumer model, but it's very cool because it has a lot of very nice features. One of the things that I was having trouble with with the drone before was is that it's very hard to fly and to keep track of your subject. So this one has a way to... Uh, lock the camera onto the subject, and then you can fly. And it will just keep the camera locked onto the aimed subject. Aimed at it. All aimed the time. at it. So you can fly up and down and around. And it has great, uh, as I found out, has great object avoidance. So we flew into some trees, and it just kind of zipped around them and does it pretty seamlessly. And it so does the these, next time these... we visit my sister, you won't crash into her roof. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that was because I lost a propeller. I know. <laughs> That that won't happen. Yeah, that oh. <laughs> bring up bad memories, will well, you? <laughs> when you talk about object avoidance, that's the one I think about. Okay, we would like to talk about a couple of new apps. I think Fox, F A W K E S, like Guy Fox. Though this is yeah, but I don't know. I don't know where they got. There's no connection. I don't think. 2020 is a watershed year for machine learning. So Fox is a very cool new app that will help people who are worried about identity theft on the Internet because it's... Of their photos. Of their photos. Of their faces in faces, their photos. Because it masks your facial ID. Imagine logging on to your computer one day and finding out that you were a participant in an event that you were nowhere near because somebody stole your photos from Facebook or wherever and used them to place you there. Well, or just putting your face up there, they... The software can go out and, and scrape, all your scrape all the photos and make a facial ID of you. And figure Fox out what you're up to. Let you run your pictures through the software before you put them up, and without distorting the face, it masks your image from these uh, scrapers. Scrapers. <laughs> the algorithm scrapers. Now, does that sound cool? We did this, and it actually works quite well. And the picture looks just the same. To your naked eye, you would not know. So this difference. hides your image, and this is free software from the University of Chicago. So take a look at our link if you're interested. You know, there are a lot of people I'm, I'm afraid that their kids are going to be forever tainted because... There are so many pictures of Proud them. Proud parents, yeah. And the only thing that's good about that is your kid photos probably don't look a lot like your adult photos, but if this uh, thing keeps gathering yeah. the data about you, it can um, accumulate yeah. all of those as part of your identity. So another one, uh, Real Good. 
Now, one of the things I mentioned when we were talking about streaming at uh, the state park the other day is, is that it's hard to get the ordinary channels. You can get the premium channels, but it's hard to get the ordinary channels. Unification is the predominant theme for cord cutting in 2020. Rather than bouncing between a half a dozen or more streaming apps, we'll see more attempts at funneling all subscriptions into one big TV guide. And unification, the real good, is a piece of software that does this. In the past, real good was siloed off from streaming devices such as Roku players or Amazon Fire Sticks. You could use Real Good's mobile app uh, or website to track shows and get recommendations, but ultimately you'd still have to pick up a, a separate remote and wade through a bunch of menus to reach the actual content. But now that has uh, that limitation has been removed. In the good old days when I was young, I would get out my TV guide and see what was on TV and choose something and watch it. These days, I read a lot about things that I want to see, but I never know where they to are find, coming from. Yes. And I have, being an anal person, I have massive lists from Netflix and HBO and Hulu and whoever else we're, we use these days. And then I have to consult my massive lists to decide which one to go to to watch the show I want to watch. I don't like aimlessly surfing around, as yes. some people do. I like to be a focused watcher. And this service, is it a service or a know. website? Consolidates that all for you so that you can find whatever show you're looking for wherever it's housed. And then there's another one called Just Watch. The TV streaming service guide is for the average user, and it helps you find programs that you might not otherwise find. And one that we have used is Pluto TV. <laughs> Pluto is free. There's no account necessary. You don't have to sign in. And it has over 200 channels of streaming TV that you can watch anytime. Are they like TV shows from different cities? Are they I was watching, local stuff? I was watching the news from several different cities. Mm -hmm. I was watching the Andy Griffith show. Mm. I, so uh, just a huge variety of different ch channels, 200 channels, Pluto TV. Surprising combination of cable and YouTube channels that presents a lot of variety for free streaming service. It has many performance issues and lack of mainstream channeling channel providers prevent it from being a full alternative to Sling TV or YouTube TV, but those you have to pay for, of course. But if you just want to binge some brainless shows like Jersey Shore or Tosh O, this ad-supported streaming service is a great solution. And no account necessary, no fee necessary, just download the app and start watching, cool. which is what I did. Cool. As the RV navigator, you have heard me thrash around many times oh, trying I to hear decide... You thrashing. Trying to decide on our route. Um, I use a Garmin GPS. I always have a paper map on my desk. Ken has the Ram McNally yeah, one, right. specially like set up most. for RVs. And often they do not agree, which is very frustrating to me. Now, I've heard many people recommend Waze to me, and we've used it a number of times uh -huh. in our car. Waze is kind of a sourcing of people's experiences real time and they it can help you to avoid accidents or construction or road obstructions that are not necessarily on a map or on a gps because they're temporary or they just happened but in a car i was comfortable using ways because it sends you into neighborhoods and into small streets and underneath low bridges and i would never yes. have used it with our it's RV. alternative yes 
But you found a post on IRV2 where the person was using ways to navigate in his rig. Very happily so. Yeah. So why? I don't know. <laughs> I just I don't think Waze has any way to put in the type of Not vehicle that I know of. So, so I'm dear listeners, what are you guys doing? Yeah, do you use Waze to travel in your RV? And if it says that there's a traffic stop up ahead and and you need to go around it, do you take the route with your big RV? I, that's the thing that bothers me. Yes. I mean, it's nice to know where there's traffic and tie-ups. Or and that things. it's going to be ahead. Yes, but I wouldn't. I would be very reluctant to use it for a new route. For example, right now, living in Metro Chicago, there are a number of ways we can get downtown, and before we leave home, I might consult it to decide which of those ways to take. But once we're in the middle of a drive, you yeah. know, in an RV, where well, we're driving know. for three or four hours at least, to suddenly switch off to some little tiny road and go God knows where. Yeah. Whew. So I'm wondering what your experiences have been, dear listener. Yes, yes, we'd like to know. We're coffee fanatics. You're a coffee snob. A coffee snob? You, you and Wally. Wally was a bad influence on you. No, I've influenced him. Whatever. Hey, Wally, though, but I've got a new subscription to coffee. Uh, it's called the Bottomless Coffee. And what it is is a little scale that connects up to your Internet. And when your coffee runs out or is low... It automatically orders you a new one and sends it to your house. I have a subscription, and for just a few bucks, they send you a 12-ounce bag of coffee that's roasted recently and is fresh and something unique. From what I've seen, you never get the same thing twice. Never get the same thing twice. What if you really like something? Could you get it again? You can order as much as you want, of Uh course, so that's not a problem. So uh, this is called Bottomless Coffee, and if you're into coffee and you like to try out new varieties of coffee, this is a a reasonable... With a lot of extra counter space, so you can have one more thing sitting on your counter. And, of course, you have the bandwidth. (laughs) Let your scale connect up to the Internet. Also a very important feature it has been it did work in our rv and we now have it at home i have the bag of coffee sitting on the scale as we speak and it uh will send me a new one when this one and when we were in the rv you we put it away because we didn't have that much counter space and we didn't want it flying around while we were driving and they got in touch with you and said what happened right you disappeared one of the early adopters you disappeared from their radar so it's another thing to do for the covid virus you might want to buy new filters for your RV. Now, our uh, air filter system, we have uh, ducted air air conditioners, and it has little foam-like filters. Which you wash every so often. So from Amazon, I I bought new COVID filters that will provide us with uh, heavy-duty filtering on our our ducted air conditioning so that it will... So we won't breathe on each other anymore? How does that work? Well, it filters out the crap that's in the air. Not covid well, you're talking about all these companies that are putting in their new HVAC systems, yeah. and they're, yeah. they've got heavy-duty filtering, and you're worried about the airplane. Yes. Well, I'm already breathing your cooties, so it is what it is. <laughs> well, these are real filters instead of little paper, little foamy, not, things. Not foamy things that you put into your system. So I've been uh, trying those out, and they worked out good on our one little trip here. Chicago's famous for the bean. I love the bean. I'm and sure if you don't know what the bean is... You've seen pictures. You've seen pictures. And now the bean has competition. The bean has been turned into a Airstream looking camper. Air, Airstream camper. You'll have to go to the webpage to see the picture, but it's very, very clever. Cool. <sighs> so what are we doing? 
in the near future. Where will the next podcast be made? Probably right here. Oh, I don't know. We might be on the road. Maybe. How are you feeling? Better. And if she continues to feel better? We'll play hooky from physical therapy and hit the road. <laughs> and hit the road. Ladies and gentlemen, you might see us in a campground near you after Labor Day, Ooh, which was very late this year, uh-huh. and, af- and after the tennis tournament, which Ken participates in. Which is what caused my injury in the first place last Ooh, year. I'm taking, I'm taking, oh, sorry. So, uh... You might hear from us from here, our home base, and then again, you might hear from us as we travel. We promise we will do an episode next month and for the following months. Uh, we don't want to scare anybody by telling you that we have uh, stopped doing the podcast. It is not really in our future uh, to not do the podcast, so that's a double negative. It's still we, we plan to continue to do the podcast. Especially when we hear from you all and you give us good ideas and ask and us good questions. And we have given you several Keeps topics to talk about. Keeps the juices flowing. So, we hope to see you in a campground near us in the not-too-distant future. And for the time... Oh, today... The hottest day of the year. Here. It'll be good to get away. Yeah, but at least you weren't in a hurricane. We're going to go to the Northlands. You weren't in a hurricane. Ooh. Think of all the people who would just as soon have the hottest day of the year and be in a house. Yeah. With air and water and, and electricity. Uh, and ordinarily, we would we wait till after Labor Day because all the kids are in school. But this year, who knows? all bets are off. They're at home. We have, They'll uh, be doing school we, on the picnic table. We have interesting relatives with tell us stories of their kids going crazy because of the... They hate it. They hate the online learning. Yeah. And I can certainly understand that. Yeah. We are commiserating with all of the teachers who have a tough time and all the students who are This is not what to, anybody wants to do or how anybody wants to it to be. to learn in a new in, environment. We are all suffering. Are, think, the, the worst thing is, is that things are just on hold. And you can't plan. And there's such repetition. And you can't plan. Somebody wrote something about that. The thought of not returning soon to my previously normal life is difficult to imagine. I feel like a prisoner in my RV. I've written many times of what a charmed life I have lived. Many of us, I believe, who were born into the middle class in North America in the mid-20th century can say the same. And now, for the first time ever, our freedom has been taken from us. I don't know about you, but I don't like that one bit. Part of me wants to scream, unfair! But then I remember that I am far better off than countless millions of others. I have a job, I have food... I have a comfortable place to live. How can I feel even a tiny bit of self-pity? I have no right. Amen. The RV industry is sprouting PR happy talk about everything will soon be back to normal. That's a nice thought, but it's a fairy tale. How can it return to normal when there's a virus out there that can stop us in our tracks so easily that has already cost more than, this says, 26 million Americans. It's already way old. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce estimates that about half of all small businesses in the U.S. have temporarily closed their doors. Many are mom-and-pop operations where owners have have busted their behinds for years, created jobs, and in many cases struggled financially all the while to pursue their dreams. Talk about unfair. (sighs) So, we hope we have better news. We hope that things improve in the not-too-distant future. And we hope to see you at a campground near us. We'll strive to be at one. Yes. Happy travels. Bye now.